listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. No Brian Lamartina today, he's out on sabbatical. We've got shirtless Tom behind the glass. You can check him out on Twitter at buttonpusher970. I was thinking during the break, that it might be fun, Tom, to in the aftermath of the NFL season when things settle down, I know I'm already looking past the NFL season, to for a week, each of us has to do a show using a different accent or playing a different character. Wouldn't it be great if I did an entire show as Job of the Hut? Example? That was my example. No, I want to hear some Job of the Hut. Oh, I can't do Job of the Hut, but let let's say I pick a character from a, a movie or a television show. Like, what if I did an entire show as Chandler from Friends okay. or Jerry Seinfeld? What's this the deal? What's the deal with bath soap? I think we might do this. What is the deal with bath soap? What do you think about that idea? Not bad I one. mean, definitely after football season. Yeah, definitely way, not. Way, way, way after football Maybe the season. summer. Way far Things away. have slowed down. Penguins are eliminated. Pirates are eliminated already in, uh, well, in June. Well, the Penguins are winning it next year. So Okay, so we'll do June, a couple weeks after end the parade. June, yeah. End of June, you want to do that? Okay, we'll, we'll run that by Brian after the show today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that. Le'Veon Bell's going to show up on Labor Day. To the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, James Harrison says, eh, "Maybe he shouldn't." Everyone's saying, you know, uh, you know, when he comes back in Week One, like everybody's assuming that he's going to come back Week One. I'm with Mark. He has a whole mess of money to lose versus what he's going to lose per week. I, if I'm in Le'Veon situation, I come back with enough time to get my credit this season. And then I move on. Unless he has a huge insurance policy, like he said, that guarantees him if he blows out, tears up a knee, and he can't come back, $40, 50000000 million. It's no way I go into that knowing what I would lose. That is so stupid! It's $800,000 a game that would be missed by Le'Veon Bell if he were to sit out the season. It's fourteen and a half for the... Full year. Le'Veon Bell is obsessed with money. Le'Veon Bell was offered a fair contract by the Steelers that would have paid him as the highest paid running back in the league by a mile. Todd Gurley would have surpassed it. Let's say he got Gurley's money. Would have paid him a bunch of money guaranteed. $70 million. Le'Veon Bell's not trying to leave any dollar on the table. The best way for Le'Veon Bell to maximize his earnings, his potential earnings, is to play every single game this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers and ball out. 
ball out with his balls out. That's what would give him the best chance to earn mega buku bucks down the road. This offseason, if he's got 2,200 yards, he's got 1,900 yards, he's racked up, guess what? He's making that girly money on the other side. If he sits out, he's not making 800 k every week, and I think it is a red flag to other teams to say, this guy didn't care. I think he winds up making less money if he's playing less games for the Steelers this year. I think that take is so utterly ridiculous. You're just putting off getting your money. And yeah, there's an injury risk, no doubt about that. But you got to play to make money. And if you get hurt this year, you're still making $14.5 million. Consider this. If you skip this year and most of this year, let's say you don't play till week 10, right? So you got six games left. That's $800,000 per game. You're coming in at four and a half ish million dollars. I don't know. Math, math's not my thing. Yeah, it took me five years to graduate West Virginia. So let's say it's around five million dollars he makes at the end of the year. But then gets hurt in one of those games. Well, now you're really screwed because you cost yourself nine million dollars. It's about making the money here in the now and then making that money in the future. If he makes, he, if, if he's going to make $14.5 million guaranteed once he puts pen to paper, once he shows up, once he starts playing, he gets hurt, still $14.5 million, and he'll still get a contract next year. Now, it might not be what it was going to be if he gets hurt severely, but it'll be on top of $14.5 million. It's, it's ludicrous to consider anything else other than him showing up on the first. He's going to show up on the first. You could bet that. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Braden does. He said, this was one of the top three cheese teases for me. Just amazing. Thank you. As I mentioned, get after us on Twitter. You can check out the cheese teases we do every single day before the show. You want to steal tickets for tomorrow? You want to go to the game? You, uh, you want to watch the Steelers play the Panthers? You uh, you interested in Josh Dobbs being the starting quarterback? You uh, going to get some nachos, maybe a brewski or two? Maybe uh, start your weekend early? Maybe watch Cam Newton's glutes on the sideline? All you got to do is call us at 412-922-2874. I will ask one question. We will give away a pair of Steelers tickets to the first caller who can correctly identify my favorite quarterback. 412-922-2874. Steelers-Panthers. Tomorrow night, free tickets. First person who can say my favorite quarterback, 412-922-2874. If you're a fan of the show, it's fairly obvious. And not fairly obvious, it's just obvious. I go to sleep looking at his picture every night. 412-922-2874. I'm afraid, Tom, that we're not going to be able to give away tickets to a preseason game. Especially the fourth preseason game. Yep. I mean, the third one was easy. I mean, you got half a game of Ben Roethlisberger yeah, in the start. Yeah, and playing. the defense played. Oh, get, oh, oh, get 51 oh, yards. Oh. All right, I'll punch him through. What is your name, compadre? Hello? 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 What's your name? Steve. Who's Crowley's favorite quarterback? Will Greer. Woo! He nailed it. Two free tickets, Steelers, Titans. Tommy's on hold. Get his information. I should have rephrased that. Future Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Will Greer. 
Oh, look at all these phone lines blowing up. You don't got a shot. Bob knew it. I don't even know his name. Is that Bob? I don't know. Sounds like he's driving in a truck. What happened? Steve actually has a question for you. Can you punch him back through? I called him Bob, so I guess I should at least apologize to him. What's up, Steve? Will Grish stinks. Dale Lolly? <laughs> Lolly! Get the hell out of here! We've been infiltrated! How dare you? You son of a bitch. Goodbye. I just had to do it to you. You son of a bitch. I just, I X'd off all the other callers who were calling in because... We had other callers. We had like six. The lines were just cost people tickets to Carolina-Pittsburgh. All right. We can play this game. What month did I lose my virginity in? No. You don't want to play that game? No. Okay. What should I ask him for Steelers-Titans tickets? It's not the Titans, it's the Panthers. You uh, you need some nachos? Ask him who is going to win the Big 12 this year. There's really only one right answer. In your That's life. true. 412-922-2874. You tell me which team is going to win the Big 12 football conference this year. This if, may seem like an opinion, but no, it's no, not. No, it's a if fact. The show, it's a it's fact. fact. And if you nail it, answer it correctly, you will get two tickets to Steelers. And Panthers tomorrow night, seven thirty at Heinz Field. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. That's four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. How the hell did I not know that was Dale? I didn't pick up on it either until he told. I asked for his information for the tickets, and he went, "It's Dale, you idiot." <laughs> I'm like, Steve, are you still there? Steve, Steve we still got you, right? You, you won the tickets. It's Dale, you idiot. <laughs> and then instantly, I could recognize Lolly's voice. The second. That he said, Will Greer stinks. It was totally Dale. I sat on the, pre, did the pregame show with Dale at Stage AE for a couple of years prior to every single Steelers game on DVE. And our running bit was that the Ravens stink. Because they did. They stunk that whole time. So if there's one word, if, if Dale Lawley was being captured by terrorists... And they told him, you have one word to say for Crowley to know who got captured. All he needed to say on the other end of the phone is stinks. And I'd know it's Dale. And I'd come out there, guns ablaze, and ready to save his ass. I'd show up in a bada bod. And I'd kick some terrorist tail. And I'd bring Dale Lolly back to the old red, white, and blue. You want Steelers? Panthers ticket 412-922-2874. We are giving away a pair. Of Steelers Panthers tickets for tomorrow night at 730-412-922-2874. It's a big game. For some people, they may say it's the biggest game of the year. Not a lot of people, but for some people, they may. If it was the AFC Championship game, that would be the biggest game of the year, and we would not be able to give away tickets because we wouldn't be allowed to because the game would be sold out. All right, here we go. I hope this isn't Dale. You got 10 callers coming through. Who's winning the Big 12 this year, random caller? All right, here we go. Turn your radio down, please. Oh, sorry. No problem. What, what's uh, what's your name, dear? Delilah. Delilah! Who's winning the Big 12? Penn State. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> what is with these trolls? Do you want to go to the Steelers game tomorrow? Yes. All right, we're, we're giving it to Delilah. It's West Virginia. Penn State's not even in the damn Big 12, but... 
She wants to go. Let her go. There's a bunch of callers on the line, though, that actually know who's winning the Big 12. It's West Virginia. Coming up next, we talked to Tim Benz about James Conner and Le'Veon Bell and how many carries James Conner actually deserves. That's next. It's a Crowley Show. So the Pirates have been loath to designate Sean Rodriguez for assignment. We are just days away from September call-ups. Now they decide that they're going to designate Sean Rodriguez for assignment when Jordy Mercer comes back from injury. It doesn't make sense to me because they've said he's valuable as an off-the-field guy. He's valuable as that veteran presence. He's valuable as a leader. Well, when you're bringing up young folk in September with September call-ups, wouldn't you want to have that leader around? And wouldn't it be easy to just keep him on the bench while not playing him and him being allowed to be a leader at that point? This is such strange timing. It makes you wonder if something's happening now on the 40-man. If the Pirates are about to make a trade. We shall see. Sean Rodriguez just told the assembled media in St. Louis that he's not going anywhere. That doesn't sound right for a guy who's been designated for assignment. Maybe he should read into the bylaws of MLB. There is something else afoot, though, because it doesn't make sense. We love him. He's a great leader. He's the best. Oh, my God. We need him off the field. He sets an example. Just kidding. Let's get rid of him right before the young pups come up. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. You could hide him. You could play every other September call before you played him and still keep him on the roster for leadership. Still pay him because you like the guy. And now they choose they're going to designate him for assignment. That's eh, odd. Bizarre. It's weird. Joining me now to discuss football, and we're not going to talk about that at all. I don't want to talk about Pirates. Joining me now to discuss the NFL, 18-game season, and James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, conundrum situation, is Tim Benz from Breakfast with Benz. Tim, hello. How are you, pal? I always appreciate the Breakfast with Benz plug when you bring me on, although I've noticed you haven't liked and favorited as many columns as as you were at the outset of the project you're not reading as much are you you caught up in your own blog now am i not delivering as consistently as i did before tell me why that's a very good question i have become aware of my over liking and over favoriting on twitter uh, i have liked and favorited almost every west virginia article that's been written over the last three months and now i've got over twelve thousand likes on twitter so i don't click those buttons anymore instead i just Read the story. I used to so click on my em. ego. Hold on. So my yeah. ego has to suffer for your Twitter account. Is that what you're telling well, me? Well, do you want it to suffer more? Because I didn't always like them because I liked them. I liked them so that I could <laughs> read them at a later date. Yeah. So you want these people that use as likes and favorites just to take notes, more or less? Is that what you're doing? It is something I do, and we've actually discussed on the show, me, Brian, and Tom, uh, that maybe one day. On the air, they should just read some of my favorites because they're all about Will Greer in West Virginia, and they're very sad. Oh, it's so fanboy, huh? Oh, buddy. I am as bad as all of the Pitt fans who are crying about me disparaging James Conner in my recent blog. Yeah, well, actually, just to you know, kind of give a little tete-a-tete here, a little quid pro quo, I did 
retweet your column on the uh, 970 ESPN blog moments before we came on. And I noticed in the thread, yeah, I did see the disparaging quote because, you know, it was gotten to the point now, Adam, where you can't say anything positive about Le'Veon Bell without the Pitt fan base assuming that you're ripping James Conner, which is just, it's so Pitt fan, isn't it, to take their willingness to be offended to that degree, to that level. But that's what they do. That's how they operate. Which, by the way, I, I did get a favorite on my response from a pit blogger. So I'm sure he's doing exactly what you do, which is just favorited to rip my comments a couple <laughs> a couple hours later. Is, is that pretty much what you would assume, too? Who's the pit blogger? Alan Saunders. Oh, yes. I bet you that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. Now, unless he actually agrees with my comment, and if he does, then bully for him because it's a bold take for someone who blogs about Pithoff and uh, which is I can't believe that the first thing I saw in the comment thread under your column was some guy ripping Bell for getting injured too often by proxy or by way of complimenting Connor because <laughs> like, Connor has a track record of staying healthy but what are we talking about here no you're exactly right and for everyone who wants to rip Le'Veon Bell and say that his season last year wasn't great, I can get behind that a little bit. It wasn't great for Le'Veon Bell's standards. It wasn't up to the snuff of the season he had two years ago when he had 2,200 yards. That being said, if you think James Conner can plug into this offense and be anything similar, I think you're sadly overvaluing uh, what James Conner can do. James Conner's yeah, not going to be that guy. if you go back and you look at the last 12 games of Le'Veon Bell's season, meaning from week four to week uh, 15 or whatever it was when he started to play well. So, like, after after the slow start to week 15, I think he threw in the Jacksonville game. So, like, the last 12 that he played, they were very similar numbers to the 12 that he played after the suspension and before he sat out the mm. season ender in 2016. Uh, the averages weren't quite as high, but the disparity between average yards per touch, per carry, et cetera, that people love to point out as a way of ripping Bell, uh, the gap was much more narrow between 2017 and 2016 if you look at the games after the Week 3 loss. Tim, what do you make of the narrative that because Le'Veon Bell didn't have many plays around 30 yards, that he doesn't, quote, change games. I think it's hogwash. Yeah, I don't buy that either. Um, you know, Willie Parker was the exact opposite running back, and that wasn't good enough for us. Remember? You know, he he <laughs> lost point. too many yards, and there were too many uh, zero yards or one-yard carries, and now we just want a guy who is a game-changer, and uh, we, can't, we can't tolerate having a 3.9 yards per carry back. Uh, last time I checked, there was a 3.9 yards per carry back who's in Canton and has a restaurant open five steps away from Heinz Field. So <laughs> I think we selectively apply what we do and don't like to who we like and don't like, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where Le'Veon Bell has gotten himself. It's his own fault. Um, you know, I, I'm the last, I'm the first person to defend Bell as a player. I'm the last person to defend how he has acted. Tim Benz, Breakfast with Benz, joining us here. On the Crowley Show. Okay, this brings us to the question. How should Le'Veon Bell be used when he comes back? For me, it's simple. The first three games last year, he wasn't great. After that, he was great. So I would allow James Conner to be sprinkled in a little bit more liberally until Bell gets his sea legs back. 
But after that point, sorry, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I don't think earning it means anything when you've got an all-pro playing number one on the depth chart. I agree with you. Uh, I think I would describe my answer to your question nearly identically to what you just did. Uh, I would say that Connor, a little bit more, especially early, makes some sense. And yeah, you know, if they wanted to use him here and there throughout the season more, it just it eliminates more opportunities for Bell to have the blow-up injury that he had from Reggie Nelson or Vontez Perfect in recent years. Uh, it's not just about wear and tear and tread coming off the tires. It's one less opportunity for him to get blown up. And, uh, yeah, have Connor take some of those. You know, I, this isn't just a James Connor thing. I, I made that comment about D'Angelo Williams in his last year, too. And uh, I think they would have been served by it. So, uh, hey, for again, just to underscore, because people think this way, just because you're saying something good about Bell doesn't mean you're dissing Connor. When, when Connor got the ball last year in the regular season, I liked what I saw. When Connor's gotten the ball in the preseason this year, I've liked it even more. Give him his chances, uh, a couple of them. But I don't know about you, Adam. I, I took Ben's comments as much as anything else as him being fatigued, Bell not being here, him uh, not particularly liking Bell liking Jalen Ramsey's tweets, if we want to go back to that conversation, <laughs> defending Ramsey saying that Ben isn't all that good, more or less. Uh, I think there was, you know, that was classic passive-aggressive subtle Ben there, don't you? Yeah, and I think that the Steelers and Ben are actually kind of working in tandem on this one. The report that came out from Mike Florio saying the Steelers might rescind the franchise tag, I thought was oh, just such an an easy ploy to see through from the Steelers, somebody leaking that so that Bell might have incentive to come back a week earlier this time. Mm, I don't know if that was a leak to Florio, though, Adam. I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay. I, I think I, I agree that it was a silly thing to write, and that's why I ripped it on Breakfast with Ben's, which I believe you did like a retweet. I like that one. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that one was – that's just an agenda that that site has had since literally James Conner's first carry at Heinz Field. I mean, and I even I even found the tweet from Pro Football Talk 365 <laughs> days ago and put it in the story when they tried last year to get this ball rolling. They've had they just want the story of Bell being forced out for Connor so they can write about it or something because they have just been pounding this drum. So I I, I do try to smell out a leak myself here and there when a story like like this comes up. That's not what this is. That's just them continuing to write that they want Connor in and Bell out. Um, for whatever reason, it's just that they, they're fascinated with it. There's no way. Uh, there are three reasons why Bell would get that tag rescinded. One, because he's failed another drug test. Two, because he has assured them already that he is definitely not going to play until week 10, and they actually believe it. And then the third one was that they found out somehow that he's fat, lazy, or injured, and uh, it's going to do them no good. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. If the Steelers wanted to let Bell walk and save the $14.5 million, it would have made some sense. I wouldn't have done it, but it would have made some sense before free agency so you can spend that cash on someone who's right. going to help the defense. Now the $14.5 million, I mean, it's basically a Bob Nutting move at that point. I mean, you're just pocketing the money. You're not going to spend it on anything at this point. Right, exactly. I mean, let, let's play along here. What are they going to do? The, the Internet wants the Steelers to get um, – Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Is that going to happen? Not at this point. Uh, at least not with Donald, it looks like, anyway. And Mack's going to cost probably even more than that. So, um, it, and why would you do it now with Mack when you just got through all of training camp of the preseason to get him worked into your system, right? Yeah. I would do it. I would do it if I was assured that Aaron Donald would come here. If Aaron Donald's coming, you get the best defensive player maybe in the game. 
I do that. Uh, anything short of that, it doesn't make any flipping sense at all. None. I'd consider it for Mac, too, but to what end? And then are you getting the contract done? And what exactly is the contract? You know, I. it's harder to find a great pass rusher than it is a great running back. So if you can yeah. work out something in advance for Mac, I'd do it. But then let's understand, now you've gotten rid of Bell, and now you're one James Conner, Nick, or Ding away from Fitz Tucson being your starting running back potentially. So, there you go. Steven Ridley, baby. Ride him to the wheels, fall off. Well, they fell off, they fell off three years ago. <laughs> Get in the DeLorean, then ride no, him to the wheels, I, fall I, off. I like Ridley. I think he's been pretty good when they had him, too, but as a backup. Same thing with Conner. He's, yeah, he's, a not, he's not a starter. Not at all. Yeah, right. Exactly. Tim Ben joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gets the big money contract from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it does make me wonder what Ben Roethlisberger is going to make if the Steelers decide to give him a new deal next year. Where do you think that's going to come down? I mean, it's $33 million for Rodgers. I would guess they're not going to give him what Rodgers got, given the advanced age, but... If Why does Rodgers have to make this much? Why can't this be sort of like a Tom Brady Giselle thing with him and Danica? Hmm. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Hmm. Does make sense. Uh, I look. Who am I to tell anybody not to try to make as much money as possible? He can still have Danica's money. She's looking good hey, by the way. All that, all that IndyCar money and that NASCAR money. I don't know if she she can make Giselle money, but she wrote a uh, book. She wrote a book. Yeah. She's doing the FBs. Yeah. You know. I mean, like. I'm sure she's got some bank. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need that much, but it does screw up things for Roethlisberger, if that's where you're going, or for the Steelers based on Roethlisberger. It does. It would screw it up more if they signed Bell to that long-term deal, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, which is part of the reason why I wasn't all that in favor of giving Mm. Bell a long-term deal. I was always fine with the salary or the uh, franchise tag. I'm one of the things, and people kind of had this, either you let them walk now or you give them the big money argument. And I was always okay with just the franchise tag. Sometimes you just have a, a contract that sees its expectancy run out and you move on, right? And You know, with Ben, Ben's going to have to give a little here. And I, I think he knows that because Mason Rudolph is here. I, I think Mason Rudolph's presence makes it easier for the Steelers to say, look, Ben, we, just, we can't give you an Aaron Rodgers kind of contract for three more years as opposed to five or two more years as opposed to six. We just can't do it. Tim, you want to see the NFL go to 18 games? Regular no, season? I don't. Me neither. 16 is fine. The 16-game regular season the NFL right now is barely good enough. Like, every other league can be way shorter, especially baseball. They can all be way shorter. The NFL, I mean, like, we. it used to be if you were done in September, you were done. Eh. You know, like it feels like there's one or two games worth of wiggle room for yep. a lot of teams in the NFL these days. It didn't used to be like that, but as parity has come in, um, you know, you don't feel like you're quite as done anymore after a, a rough September. You can hang around and get back into it. The extra wild cards, have cert- the extra divisions and wild cards have certainly lend into that. Uh, no, I do not need to see an 18-game regular season. I don't even. I don't need to see any preseason. Get rid of the preseason games. Start at 16 and go. If Notre Dame can play Michigan, the Steelers can play the Browns. Just go. Tim, great stuff as always. Uh, you will see me liking and favoriting and retweeting your tweets tomorrow. I appreciate that, as I will do with the Adam Crowley blog every now and then if you remind me to read it. And every now and then if I decide to write one. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, I tell Tom to put his shirt back on. I was scared to death of the Batman outfit. It's like one <laughs> step removed from the Gimp and Pulp Fiction. <laughs>
<laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. Uh, Tim Benz, Breakfast with the Benz, here on the Crowley Show. Robert tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Like how you take out games for Bell to fit your narrative, but not Ben. Take a look at his last 10 games, and no QB had better numbers. Seems a bit convenient. You also give him a pass. The Steelers will have to wait to get up to speed. Could come back to haunt them. FFS. Here's a deal, Robert. There's an excuse built in for Le'Veon Bell. There's not one for Ben. Ben stunk because he stunk. Le'Veon Bell stunk because Le'Veon Bell hadn't been practicing. And maybe those two things work hand-in-hand. Maybe Ben's numbers the first three games of the season weren't great because he didn't have Le'Veon Bell at Le'Veon Bell's top ability. But if that's the case, then that means Ben's numbers are dependent then somewhat on Bell, does it not? Which means that Bell is the valuable player that I've been arguing that he is. You can't beat me, Robert. You can only hope to join me. But I don't want you on my team. You scare me. Coming up next, hottest take of the day, three stars of the show, and, of course, other crap, TSP in Pittsburgh. He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Robert tweets again at underscore Adam Crowley after I smacked him down in the last segment. Talking about how Ben Roethlisberger didn't have excuses at the beginning of last year, but Bell did. And he actually makes a very good point. He said, ridiculous. Beginning of the year, new tight end one week before the season. Number two wide receiver missed previous year in part of training camp. No Bell in training camp and rookie wide receiver. Try again. Ben relying on Bell. That's funny. Ben and Brown opened things up for Bell. You can't beat me. He made a lot of good points until laughing at the fact that Ben relies on Bell. I bring this stat up a bunch, so bear with me, Crowley Show loyal listeners, when I bring it up again. Two years ago, the Steelers were 4-5. and five. Houston Texans game? You were close, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh, I do that one a lot, too, yeah, with Bell. Yeah. I do that one. That was he 2014. Like a, what, a 70-yard yeah, little, was dump a, off uh, little dump off for Ben, field flipper. I could use that one, too. In fact, this is the rare segment. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a good one. Where I tell both stories. Oh, my God. Two years ago, the Steelers were 4-5. and five. They weren't playing good football. Didn't have an offensive identity. Ben Roethlisberger was struggling. They just lost to the Dallas Cowboys. And then they said, you know what? We're going to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. He averaged 147 yards a game from that point forward. And, Tom, did the Steelers lose a game the rest of the year? They did not. Until the AFC Championship game, which... Bell got hurt. He got hurt. Go back a couple years before that. Steelers playing the Houston Texans. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers trailing in the game. In the shadow of their own goal line. Started off the season 3-2. and two. Ben Roethlisberger had turned the ball over a lot before this game. He dumps the ball up to Le'Veon Bell. Makes a huge play. Guy misses, about 50-yard gain, flips the field. And Ben didn't throw the ball to the other team that much from that point forward. Why? Because he didn't have to play hero. Because he relied on Le'Veon Bell. 
Le'Veon Bell, a big play without risk. Ben does rely on Bell. And you can make the argument, of course, that Bell relies on Ben. No, duh. Obviously. Yeah, I dropped a no, duh. How about that? And A.B. relies on both of them. They all work together, but the Steelers are a much better football team when Bell is playing at his best. Bet that. This guy, Robert, he follows me a bunch and then unfollows me. Uh, I don't understand it. It's it's weird. We disagree all the time, and I'll yell at him, and he'll yell at me, and then he'll unfollow me, and he'll follow me back. In his profile, it says he's a Vino fan. Is that just wine? Yes. That is? That's all it is? Yes. It's not It's not a type of beer that's kind of wine-y? No, I think it's just a, a wine drinker's way of letting other wine drinkers know, hey, I'm serious. I'm a Vino? Yeah, a Vino. Okay. I mean, no offense there. I'm just it's curious. More, it's more VN. Because I heard Tim Benz use the phrase Vino once. We were at... Geo's in Lake Trobe. He said, I'm a big vino guy. And he handed me a drink that was cider eat, kind of beer eat, that tasted like wine. I think I think Ben's might be using it wrong. Or actually that's not true. He would never use it. He wouldn't. Wrong. He went to Syracuse. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're all using it wrong. I think that might be the case. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. The NFL should stay at a 16-game season because money is the priority. But in an ideal world, I think the most NFL games that should be played a year is 14. It makes the college game better. Less games equals more excitement. Less games equals the product not getting watered down. Less games means that every game means that much more towards determining the eventual champion. I think that the NFL in an ideal world should be 14 games. No preseason, 14 games. Give it to me right in my veins, mother bleeper. Mother trucker, right in my veins. It ain't going to happen. We're going to see it go to 18 games. And the NFL, which is already declining in popularity a little bit, is going to decline more severely. That's the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. Teddy Bridgewater was traded to the New Orleans Saints. I guess you can say that's water under the bridge. Woo! Other crap. Been exactly 618 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Tonight's third star of the show, starting segments. Tim Ben's going to be joining in a few in us. It, hmm. Should we start it over? Start the segment over? Let's take it from the top. All right, let's take it from the top. Tim Ben's going to be joining in us <laughs> in a few minutes on the Crowley Show. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Let's go to Wheeling from Adam. What? Tonight's second star of the show, Dale Lolly. What is your name, compadre? Hello? 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 What's your name? Steve. Who's Crowley's favorite quarterback? Will Greer. Woo! He nailed it. Steve actually has a question for you. Can you punch him back through? I called him Bob, so I guess I should at least apologize to him. What's up, Steve? Will Greer stinks. Dale Lawley? 
<laughs> Lolly! Get the hell out of here! We've been infiltrated! How dare you! You son of a bitch! And tonight's first star of the show, finishing guys off! He, um, he did a, uh, a snogulation on a guy who did a fine job of finishing him off with the coup de growl and, and back in the day, when you finished off a guy, you threw him down, and then you drilled him, you gored him. It was a way of letting him know, hey, look it, I'm here all day. That's not fair. That's not right. It's delightfully Crowley's show, though. Just like Dale Lolly infiltrating. Dale Lolly finding a way to get on the air and criticize my man. My dude. College football Jesus, Will Greer. I'm impressed by Dale sliding through the security the way he did. That wouldn't have happened on a regular program because typically the way things go, they call Tom. Tom answers. Tom screens and puts him through. I just put him right through. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, really, it's on me. Fun show today. Hoping Brian comes back tomorrow. We'll be doing a truncated version of the Crowley Show from four till five thirty. As the Steelers. And the preseason, mercifully, against the Carolina Panthers. It'll be the Josh Dobbs show. We'll be joined by Ray Fittipaldo at 420, and we'll lead you up to the Steelers Radio Network pregame show. Tom, anything coming up next? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. National programming? National programming. Sarah Spain? Fitzsimmons. Oh. Is that his name? It's Fitz something. See you tomorrow, bitches. Be careful out there.